Good morning, everyone. Here we are, another week, stuck in our homes, quarantined in. I know many of us have gone through a whole gambit of feelings from, man, I can't wait to get out of this place, to, man, I, I just love this extended vacation. Our society as a whole, in this whole process, is under an enormous amount of stress. And and a society is under stress, which means that individuals like you and I are experiencing stress as well. As I talked about last week, stress and worry uh, lead to fear in, in people's lives. And so um, today I want to talk about how to deal with stress in our lives. Our families are under stress. Um, I think part of the reason is we're under the constant what-ifs. Uh, what if something happens to me? What if something happens to someone in my family? What if something happens to my financial future or my job because of this extended quarantine? And, and all the stress kind of builds up because it's not a normal stress, is it? It's, it's different because we didn't expect to be living like this in a, in a few short weeks. Uh, I think one of the questions we need to ask, too, is what about our spiritual growth at this time? Because uh, when we're stressed, we default to things like eating or, or binge-watching TV or some of those type of things. And those things aren't necessarily bad in and of themselves, but uh, they really escapes from dealing with the reality of, of what we're going through. Uh, I think because of the situation, this idea of stress in our lives has really been amplified to a great degree. The good news is that God has something to say about stress in our lives. He wants to come into our lives and help us deal with stress. I want to remind you that Jesus said this in Matthew 11. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The call of Jesus to every person is to come to him. This is an open invitation to take him up on his offer, to come to him when you're weary and broken, and stressed out, and panicked, and full of anxiety. And his promise is, I will give you rest. The answer to our stress is to come to Jesus and take him up on his offer. So what is Jesus actually talking about when he says that we are weary and burdened? Again, the context of that passage, that when Jesus spoke that, uh, the weary and burdened, what he was talking about is the heavy burden of rules and regulations and the law that the religious leaders of the time had placed upon the people. They were weary and burdened with these extra rules they had to follow that, to, that the religious leaders taught that they had to do to please God. Um, so that's the primary, what Jesus means by weary and burdened. But the principle carries over like we talked about last week as well. There's a secondary meaning based in the principle that Jesus came to relieve us of all of our weariness, all of our burden, all of the things that enslave us in our lives. So we can be weary and burdened from sin in our lives. We can be weary and burdened from the guilt that it brings into our lives from having that sin. We can be weary and burdened from all the uncertainties in life. And Jesus says, come to him and he will give us rest in those things. So if we come to him in faith with all of our baggage, all of our stuff, he gives us this great promise that he will give us rest. And that rest includes peace of mind. It includes that, that, that um, confidence in our hearts that everything is under control. Uh, it's the relief from anxiety and uncertainty. That's the kind of rest Jesus wants to give us. But more importantly, 
It is the relief from sin and guilt. Because unlying all of our anxieties, all of our worries, all of our stress, uh, in the back of our minds, we know something is not right unless we are right with God. So you know, we strive after salvation in all these other places. And Jesus says, come to him and I will give you rest. You see, reducing stress in our lives has a direct correlation to our relationship with Jesus. Let me say that again. Reducing stress in our lives has a direct correlation to our relationship with Jesus. It has everything to do and how our relationship with Jesus is going on a day-to-day basis. You see, if I'm certain that I am loved, if I am certain that there is mercy and that I am forgiven, if I am certain that by faith through his matchless grace that I have been set free, that I am his child, then what do I have to worry about? What can bring stress in my life? Nothing happens to me, nothing will happen to you in Christ that he does not know about. He already has allowed it. He already plans to walk with you and I through it. Um, And when I allow him to, when I connect with Jesus, then what comes about through that is this rest that Jesus promised. That certainty that I am free from eternal condemnation because of what Jesus has done with me should relieve me of all stress. I mean, what else do I need to worry about that is as major as that? You see, even though I might be quarantined, in reality, I am free. And if you come to Jesus with all your weariness, all your burdens, then he will set you free too. The Apostle Paul, he uh, penned these words while he was actually in prison. Uh, Ancient prisons uh, weren't uh, nice places. They were pretty dismal. Yet Paul could write this from basically a hole in the ground because of his confidence in what Jesus had done for him. Listen to the words of Paul written from prison. I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice, and I will share your joy. The distress of prison that Paul was in and even his impending death did not take away from his joy because he was focused on things that were eternal. He was focused on Jesus, his relationship with Jesus, and what his mission was uh, in his life. Uh, He was so focused in that he wanted other people to join in the joy that he experienced in walking with Christ on a daily basis. He knew Jesus, and he knew that anyone who was weary and burdened could come to Jesus and find rest, find peace from their stress. So before I get to the practical part of this message, I want to encourage everyone who is listening that if you have never given your life to Jesus in a personal way, there's no better time to do it than now. You can think this thing through. You can read the scriptures. You can search the scriptures. Uh, Again, I'm not talking about your religious experience. I'm not talking about what church you go to. I'm not talking about how you grew up. What I'm talking about is your relationship with Jesus. Uh, What I'm asking you to say, in your inner being, have you ever cried out to God and said, I am lost without you. I can't do this thing on my own. I believe, Jesus, you died to pay the penalty for my sin, and I trust in you. It's not about what I do. It's not about my works, my goodness, my religious experience. It's about what you've done, Jesus. And when you cry out to him and trust him as your Savior, he comes in, 
and, and he gives you the peace. He gives you salvation. He makes you his child. You see, all these practical uh, applications we're going to give right now um, really won't matter if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. See, if you're trying to do life on your own, then these practical steps uh, are simply going to be outward behavioral modification. You're going to do things on the outside. You're going to try to look religious or try to you know, please God on the outside. When what God wants is to come in and transform us from the inside. Um, see, God wants his Holy Spirit to do that transformation. We do that by placing our faith in him. Okay, so what are some things we can do uh, right now in our homes, in our life, to, to not only do but also to change the way we think about uh, our relationship with God to help us deal with the stress that we're going through right now. The first thing that we need to do is practice worship. We need to practice worship. This is from Psalm 100, verses 1 through 3. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Worship simply means to acknowledge God's worthiness. worthiness. Uh, here's the problem. When we're under stress, the first thing, at least the first thing I do, is to blame other people. I'm uncertain about things, so I blame other people. Sometimes I even blame God. That's my default mechanism. That's probably your default mechanism, too, if you are human. You see, when things aren't going my way, it's very easy to be angry at other people or angry at God about those things. But if we change our hearts, if we recognize that God is in control and he is worthy of worship because he has all this stuff in his hands, <clears throat> and his timing, by the way, is much better than our timing. And so he knows all this stuff. See, when we trust God for these things, then we can worship. We can look at how worthy he is in these times. And since most of us are not able to go to Sunday morning corporate worship, uh, there are ways that we can worship at home with our families or even alone. Uh, these are basic things. These are the fundamentals. The most important things in our Christian walk are the basics, are the fundamentals. And so let me just kind of go through this idea of practicing worship. What does that look like you know, for you or for me day to day? The first thing is, is prayer. Uh, obviously, that's, that seems very, very obvious, um, but it can be difficult. Even in, when you're in lockdown, don't you find there's so many other distractions that come into your life? You see, in prayer, the first thing that has to happen is we refocus uh, our concentration on God rather than on the earthly issues that we tend to get caught up in. So if you're stressed out, then the first thing you need to do is to, to pray, to say, I'm going to focus on things that God cares about and not so much what is distracting me, the things that are earthly and that I know God can handle anyway. Um, if you don't know what to pray, then I would suggest going to the Psalms and reading through some of those Psalms. Um, sometimes the words of the Scripture uh, can express things our own hearts wish to express that we find difficult. So don't neglect uh, prayer. Pray to God. And I don't mean like, thank you, Jesus, but just spend some time in prayer. What else 
do you have to do that's as important as talking to the creator of all things? I'll mention this at the end of the message as well. We're going to have an online prayer service Wednesday of this week coming up, and I'll give you the details at the end. But if your church uh, is doing that, then I would encourage you to get involved in that as well. Outside of prayer, the second thing would be music. First step, get off Facebook after this message. Get off Facebook after this message. Uh, stop binge-watching your favorite shows. Instead, worship God through some really good Christian worship songs. A, a quick search of YouTube or a Amazon Prime, Amazon Music, uh, whatever um, uh, source that you have, it will reveal some really good songs that you can resonate with. Find some Christian songs that are primarily vertical, that is, that are worshiping God, sh sh saying that He is worthy, not so much things that are horizontal, talking about how we love the church, we love each other. Those things are important, but worship is about giving God His worthiness, that He is worthy of all things. So find some vertical songs. Remember that Psalm, Psalm 100 said that we should come before Him with joyful songs. Joyful singing uh, will, will alleviate some of the stress in your life. The third thing, again, these are very basic things, is the Bible. Why? God's Word repeatedly, over and over and over again, tells us why anxiety and worry do not come from God. Very famous verse. Let me read you. This is what the, God's Word says about itself. It says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and makes us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. So meditate and study on what is right, on the truth of Scripture, and you will find rest. You will find your stress going away and God's Word filling those spaces in your life. What an opportunity you and I have as believers right now to study the Word of God. If you're not working for whatever reason, if you're stuck at home, Choose to study the Word of God, especially if you've never gone deep into God's Word before on your own. Uh, the fourth thing under this idea of practice worship is messages. You're listening to one right now. I would encourage you to go to other live streams or other videos that other churches in the area have. There's a lot of pastors out there that are doing videos and podcasts. Listen to them. Get, get filled with God's Word from other sources as well. So please do that. There's a lot of great preachers out there uh, that are local and that are in our communities that you can support and uh, get fed from. God's Spirit, is, I believe, wants to work powerfully through the corporate church in our area in this time. So avail yourselves to that as well. So the first thing to alleviate stress is to practice worship. The second thing is to examine your yoke. Let me read the scripture, then let me explain. Uh, this is again from Matthew 11, but Jesus adds something to it. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus said, come to him with all of our burdens, all of our weariness, all of our stress, and he will give us rest. But there's one more step. We have to take his yoke. What Jesus is offering here is a trade. We trade our weariness, our burdens, our stress, our lack of peace for his yoke, which is light and easy. 
one of the mistakes that I think human beings make all the time is that we choose to carry more than we were ever designed to carry in our lives. Jesus wants to relieve us of the burdens that wear us down, especially undue stress in our lives. But to do that, we have to examine what we're carrying in the first place. I'm not saying be lazy. I'm not saying do nothing. We all have responsibilities that are on our plate that we have to take care of. But too much prolonged stress can mean it's time to draw some boundaries. It's time to say no and lighten your own load in this time. For many of us, lightening our load might mean adjusting some of our priorities. Maybe you're worrying too much about the future. Maybe you're worrying too much about keeping your family together. You need to understand that God has this in control. Maybe the best thing for me is to lighten my load by serving others rather than serving myself. Sometimes lightening our load is simply rearranging the priorities to match what God's heart is rather than our own. And we see that our burden becomes light because we've traded uh, the burden that Jesus gives us rather than the one we carry on our own. This is a great trade that Jesus offers us. Our, our burdens are overbearing. Our burdens are heavy and they lead to heartache and ultimately they lead to death. But the yoke that Jesus offers flows out of a gentle heart. It flows out of his love and mercy for us. He offers forgiveness and that yoke will produce rest in our lives. So here's the question that we need to ask to fully understand what Jesus is saying. What exactly is Jesus' yoke? What is he asking us to carry? Well, if our yoke is sin and guilt and the worries of the world, then the yoke that Jesus asks us to carry is to accept his teachings and submit fully to him. That's the yoke that is light. The stuff that we carry is heavy. The stuff that Jesus wants us to adhere to, his teachings bring life and bring purpose into our life, bring peace and bring that rest that he promises. I don't mean to be repetitive, but it's really important that we understand that if we want to be people that do not worry, that ability comes from our desire to submit ourselves to Jesus' teachings and his promises. Uh, when we examine our yoke, we simply need to ask this question, who am I really trusting with my life? If you feel your burdens are heavy, that's probably an indication you're trusting yourself or some other entity. If, you, if you're dealing with stress well and your anxiety is lessening, then you're probably learning to live with the yoke that Jesus has given you, his promises, his teaching. The third thing is to focus on the positive. Maybe from James chapter 1, 2 through 4. Focusing on the positive. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. James conveys a thought here that makes absolutely no sense to most people. Our response to trials and troubles and tribulations should be joy. They should be overwhelming joy. Why? Well, for those of us that follow Jesus, God is using these things to bring about good. At the end of this whole COVID-19 mess, there will be some good. Some of it we will recognize, some of it we won't even know about until eternity where God reveals those things. But God promises that he will bring about good, and we should focus on that. I confess, it's easy to focus on the negative aspects of life. It's easy to 
uh, focus on what we're going through. But the promise of God is no matter how long it lasts, we can be filled with joy. God is using it to grow us to become more and more like Jesus. There is nothing that should fill us with more joy than knowing that God is working in and through and around us. He loves us enough even to use these horrible things to bring about uh, the positive in our life, the good in our life. So focus on the positive. Seek out joy and the blessing that God wants to bring into your life. If you're focus focusing on the negative, you're going to miss some of the beautiful things God has for you during this time. And the last thing I want to say is about seeking community. Once again, for most of us, it's very hard to seek community. We're told to stay away from each other. So let me put this out there. Don't think about seeking community now. You can do it virtually. But when this thing is over, I'm pretty sure that many people that are seeking after God in these hard times, when this is all over, won't seek out a local church community to belong to, won't seek out a local church family. Um, think about finding a local church when this thing is over if you don't already have one. If you don't, that will be a major mistake. You will simply go back to your normal patterns of life, to the normal things you worry about, the things that have always burdened you. The body of Christ, the church, is meant to strengthen us when we're weak, it, it, to, to help in times of need, to support us through difficulties, but it's also supposed to be a place when times are normal, we can find encouragement for, from, from and for one another when we go through the normal everyday routines of life. I challenge you when this is over to seek community, a community that makes the Word of God central to everything that it does. For now, keep in touch with other people in your church family. Give a phone call, a short text, an email will say a lot. Uh, keep connected with one another so we can share our burdens and our joys in Christ. Uh, one way we can do that, just to make a quick announcement, is Wednesday night, April 1st, we'll be having a short devotional and a corporate prayer time at 7 p.m. Uh, through the Zoom app. Uh, I'll post that on our Facebook page and on Wednesday morning, so check that out Wednesday morning if you want to be part of that at 7 o'clock uh, Wednesday night, April 1st. You see, if we practice worship... If we examine our yoke, if we focus on the positive, if we seek community, you might find that your worry and your stress will give way to peace. You will find that rest. Go to Jesus, all you who are weary and burdened, and he will give you rest. Let's pray. Acknowledge, God, we just want to acknowledge you today and, and uh, say that you are worthy of all of our worship. We acknowledge that we are stressed out in this time, God, some of the things that we're going through we just didn't expect, but you knew about them, God, and so we can trust in you in all these things. We acknowledge the stress and worry in our lives, and we give them over to you, Jesus. We ask you, God, that you would uh, help us to turn that focus away from everything that's going on around us to focus upon you and worship, that we might, uh, God, somehow uh, come to a place where we are very, very intimate with you through all the things that we know are basic fundamentals of our faith. Father, we would, we would pray that you would um, allow us to, in a very serious way, examine uh, the burdens that we carry, if we should give them over to you, if they're realistic, uh, because you've promised that your yoke is light, and if we trust you, then you will bring 
peace into our lives. Father, we pray that we'd be able to focus upon that which is, is good. There are many things in this world, God, that are good and beautiful and right. Father, we want to focus upon, upon that because, uh, God, you are the giver of all good gifts. And so, Father, as we go through this next week, we pray that, again, you would give us opportunities to serve each other and glorify your name. For we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.